You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Today's scripture comes from the book of Acts, chapter 10. About noon the next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while it was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw the heaven opened and something like a large sheet coming down, being lowered to the ground by its four corners. In it were all kinds of four-footed creatures and reptiles and birds of the air. Then he heard a voice saying, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is profane or unclean. The voice said to him a second time, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times, and the thing was suddenly taken up to heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. None. Ain't you got something to make you just smile? My sister, and I ain't seen her in years. You know, if you ain't gonna laugh, you need to sell your funny bone. <laughs> oh. I was married to a man I didn't love. Whatever I say, go. He took my sister away from me. Even if we have to part, you and me, us have one heart. How come you so nice? I don't know. Maybe you too nice. You seem like trouble. I come here out of respect. But it's there ain't nothing to get. That show ain't nothing to get. I'd die before I let that happen. Good. That's just a going away present I've been Let us pray. 
Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments, Holy Communion and Baptism. They are acts that we call sacred. They give us a tangible experience of God's grace. They are an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. Baptism is a moment of claiming, of naming, of marking this one, this child, this person as belonging to God. We pour out water to wash away all that is wrong in the world and say no matter what, this one, in this case, Emerson, no matter what, she is a child of God. Emerson belongs to God. She is beloved. She is loved from the moment she is born, and we proclaim it publicly today as we promise to show her and all of our children that they are loved. We do it by giving them Bibles when they're in third grade, by providing Sunday school, by angels and training and vacation Bible school, by praying for them, by showing them that the way that we act, the way that we love others, the way that we love them is all a reflection of Jesus' love for them. Baptism is at the very heart of who we are as children of God. We belong, we are loved, we are beloved. It took Miss Seeley a long time to realize that she is beloved. The Color Purple was an amazing movie. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I'm sure you loved it. Uh, it's a hard movie, but it's an amazing movie. It's, this one is different from the 1985 version. This one was a musical. And perhaps if you've not seen the movies, you've read the book by Alice Walker. It's a story of Miss Seeley who had a life that most of us can't even fathom. She was impregnated twice by a man who she thought was her father. Both babies were taken away from her, given to God. And she was then given to an abusive man in marriage. Her sister Nettie, the one person she knew loved her, was taken away from her. Celie is beat down and called ugly. In spite of all of this, She's also the glue that holds it all together, it seems. She cares for her family. She cares for Sophia, her stepson, Harpo's, uh, Harpo's wife. Sophia stands up for herself and is severely beaten and thrown into jail as a result. She cares for Suge, whom she loves. But Miss Seely feels ugly. She hides her smile. She's used to be treated poorly and feeling unloved. It's hard to imagine such pain, but the movie forces us to. Our hearts break for Miss Healing, for Miss Seely, for no human being, no child of God should have to endure what she does. Now, the other story for today comes from the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit has been given, the church is born, Paul has been converted, and he and Peter are working to build the church, to spread the good news, to convert people to Christianity. But they disagree. Paul is converting Gentiles. Peter is not. Peter's only converting Jews. He believes that converts 
should be Jewish first. They should be circumcised. That's the sign of the covenant. They are part of the covenant. They should be Christian. But Paul believes that everyone can be Christian. So Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles because they weren't kosher. He wouldn't, didn't want to be around them. Now, Peter was actually also doing good ministry at this time. He was healing people. In fact, before today's passage, he raises Tabitha from the dead. But he's limiting who could become Christian, who was in and who was out, who was worthy and who was not, who we might even say who was a child of God and who was not. There's a man named Cornelius. He's a Roman. He's respected by the Jews and is feeling called to convert He's told in a dream to send for Peter, and so he does. He sends his servants to go out and find Peter, but before they arrive, Peter is up on his roof, and there's this big sheet, and these animals are going up and down this sheet, and a voice comes out and says, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. Peter is perplexed, like he always is, but it's clear that the unclean animals represent the Gentiles. God is telling Peter not to consider the Gentiles unclean. Don't call profane what God has made clean. These are my people too. They are all people. will share in Israel's blessing. Don't call profane what God has made clean. And so Peter is transformed. He baptizes Cornelius and he opens his ministry to all people. The color purple is hard to watch. It's a good movie. It's a great movie, but it's hard to watch. Seeing one of God's creation, one of God's creatures, a child of God who is feeling abandoned, who is treated as worthless, to see her either ignored or abused is painful, and you want to scream. You pray for it to get better. You want God to rescue Miss Seely. You want to tell her, don't listen to them. You're not ugly. You're not profane. Gradually, Miss Seely finds people to love, like Suge. Suge is a singer, and she comes into town on her own whims, and Mr. Miss Seely's husband loves Suge. In fact, that's part of what he hates about Seely. She's not Suge. Suge comes to stay, and Seely takes care of her, and love blossoms, and Suge pays attention to Miss Seely. She tells her not to hide or smile dresses her up to look beautiful, and says, you're with me. Miss Seely had been internalizing the messages that she'd been getting. She believed she was ugly. She believed she was worthless. She believed she was unlovable. You know, Merriam-Webster defines self-worth as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect. But all the messages that Miss Seely had received told her otherwise until Shug. Shug and Nasili are walking through a field, and Shug starts talking about God, how God wants to be loved, how God wants to share a good thing. She says, I believe it makes God angry if you walk by the color purple in a field and don't notice it. Seely is the color purple. She's walked by, she's beat down, she's taken for granted, she's unloved, and I'm sure it makes God angry. Don't call profane what God has made clean. This is the proclamation of one of our faith's 
basic truth that God loves all people. When we walk by, when we ignore, when we treat others as less than, when we hurt God's children, we are hurting God. And Shug goes on to talk about how God just wants to be loved. That's why God is in everything. And the more that you love what God has made, the more you love God. Seely is loved. And, that the, and those who don't love her don't love God. Shug is bestowing belovedness. God is in Seely and she is worthy of love. Don't call profane what God has made clean. This movie takes you to church. Miss Seely shares that she wonders if God loves her, why did God take her babies away? And Suge says, that sounds like what men did, not God. And then she plucks a purple flower and she gives it to Celie. And there is a profound moment of healing, a reminder that God doesn't cause the bad. God is in the good. We'll go on to see Celie experience more good. She discovers her sister's been writing to her for all of these years. There's this big box of her letters that have been hidden from her by her husband and she learns that her children are alive and that her sister Nettie has been caring for them in Africa, that, she's a, that they're missionaries. And finally, finally there is hope. After a while, the whole family is sitting down for Easter dinner and Shug is back with her new husband and Sophia is there with her children and Harpo and Shug tells Mr. that she's leaving and she's taking Celie with them. In that moment... Celie gains confidence to tell Mr. just what she's been thinking, to tell him off, to tell him how she feels. Don't call profane what God has made clean. And Sophia, who had been beat down, starts to laugh. She sees Celie find her voice, and she finds her own voice too, and she thanks Celie for visiting her in the jailhouse, and she says, because of you, I know there's a God because he's living in you. We can be beat down, we cannot even love ourselves, and God still works. God is still in us, loving us, even when we can't see it ourselves. And so Shug and Celie leave, and Celie experiences new life, resurrection. More good happens to her. She goes on to live with Shug and her husband, and she inherits her family store. She discovers that the man she thinks was her father was actually not she takes her sewing skills and she builds a business and she's surrounded by people who love her. Meanwhile, Mr., her husband, his life is in shambles. His farm drives up. He's struggling. And then another letter comes from Nettie and he sees an opportunity. He sells his land and he brings Nettie home and Celie's family home from Africa. Celie continues to grow in confidence and strength, and Mr. seems to grow too. He seeks out Celie, who tells him, let's just be friends, and she invites him to her annual Easter dinner, which is a true celebration, and it's a true celebration of who Celie has become. She's lived into her identity as a child of God, and she sings a beautiful song about finding her worth and recognizing that she's a child of God, that God lives in her and loving her. God is loving her, and loving her is loving God. Celie moves to forgiveness. 
when we release the power that someone else has over us, we can discover God within us and learn to love ourselves. We're able to forgive, to release them, to love ourselves. When we baptize a baby, we are saying, you are beloved. God loves you forever, and there is nothing anyone can say or do to take that away from you. And it is our job, our responsibility as a church to make sure that they know that they are beloved, that Emerson knows that she is beloved, that our third graders know that they are beloved, that all of God's children know they are beloved. And we need to ensure they are free to live into that identity. It is our job to love the people of God. For God loves each one of us, And it makes God angry when we walk by the color purple. Don't call profane what God has made clean. Each person, each child belongs to God. And if we want to love God, we do so by loving them. We must let the children, we must let all of God's children all know that they are beloved. Not just our children, but all of God's children. How do we do that? Through the work of the church by opening our doors to kids on half days, by feeding families through the food pantry, by providing programming that teaches our children that they are loved by God and they are loved by this church. And today, you have an opportunity to come here and learn about how we can protect our children and help prevent human trafficking. And if you're looking for other ways to help, how about preventing child abuse? looking at preventing child abuse uh, organizations like Prevent Child Abuse America or the Child Abuse Prevention Agency. No child should grow up believing they are ugly or worthless or unloved. We as the church must make sure that does not happen. We can't walk by the children. We have to love them as God does. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.